Hello and welcome to Design Untangle. With you, Carla Lindarte. And I'm very pleased to introduce you to a very, very special guest. Um, his name is uh, Mr. Chris Mears. Hello, Chris. How are you doing? I'm very good. Um, so yeah, Chris is here today as a very special guest because he's going to talk to us about what it is to be a contractor. Because obviously I haven't been, well, I was a contractor many years ago, but I haven't been a contractor. So Chris is going to um, give us all his knowledge and tips to be, you know, what he is, the best con US contractor in London. That's what it says <laughs> on my LinkedIn profile. <laughs> Doesn't even matter if it's UX contractors you're talking about. I'm basically the best in any category. <laughs> oh my God. Yes, I know. That's what you need to do. You need to be a bit of a douchebag and be super confident to, if you want to be a successful contractor. Is that it? Is that all the tip you give people? That's it. Episode <laughs> finished. <laughs> Hello, Chris. How are you? Yes, very good. This is the first time we've recorded two episodes in a row. So, I know. so it's a bit weird. Yeah, it's a bit weird. I don't have any sort of fortnightly bants for you. If you want to find out <laughs> what I've been doing, then you can listen to the last episode again. But <laughs> my fingers still hurt from the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't changed. I'm actually a bit more awake um, in these second podcasts than the first one. Uh, okay, that's good. Yeah, so that's a good thing. So you're going to be interviewing me today. Yeah, you're my special, very special guest. So, yeah, I think it's actually a, something that I am considering doing um, in the future. Um, I don't know when, but at some point. So this would be interesting for me as well. So I'd learn a lot from you. So, so first of all, how, just give us a little bit of background on how long have you been a contractor and why did you did you decide to go contracting? Okay, um, so I've been contracting since 2013, so I guess that's about six years. Mm -hmm. And the reason was the agency I was working at as a perm went bust. Oh. So we, yeah, so we went out for lunch to the pub or whatever and came back and then they said, you don't have any jobs anymore. So oh. we were all left on, yeah, on the street. Um, this swarm of recruiters came down from this agency nearby like four recruiters just coming down to offer their condolences and try and get some commission off us so really the contracting thing I was just applying for anything I could because I just got a mortgage on a house which wasn't mm. ideal mm. and then it was just a case of do I get a contracting job first or do I get a perm job first and it happened to be a contracting one so that was my baptism of fire and I know <laughs> One of the reasons why people don't do it is because you kind of have to quit your perm job first because not many places will wait for a notice period for a contractor. So that's the scary part. But yeah. in this case, I had no notice period because there was no company anymore. So yeah, yeah, that made that decision a bit easier, I suppose. But you mentioned something interesting, which is like having a mortgage and having like a monthly commitment as well right so how do you like obviously for people who are thinking about transitioning from perm to contracting how do you like manage that anxiety of being you know in between um, contracts and perhaps like don't have like don't have an income for a few months once you get the next contract so how do you manage that so I was thinking about this and I posted something on LinkedIn about it a while ago and Although you're a perm, you think you've got this super security blanket, but as we've just heard, it means nothing. 
Mm-hmm. Like I had a perm job and then after lunch, I didn't have a perm job. So it's not really very secure at all. And they can still fire you at any point. You've got, you know, a month's cushion or whatever. Yeah. So true. it's not really that much different than contracting, to be honest. Yeah. If you're looking soon enough, then you can usually have a contract lined up for when the next one finishes or, you know, you have a little bit of downtime in between. But really, it's a lot in the mind as to how kind of secure a perm job is in my opinion it's not really that secure as you think it is yeah that's true especially like nowadays with all these different like financial crises brexit blah 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 you know permanent jobs become as as um you know less secure as well so that's that's a very good point um but also as a contractor you have to do a lot of stuff yourself right like accounting and you know, taxes, or I don't know, all that sort of stuff. So can you tell us a little bit of all the admin that is kind of associated with being a contractor? Yeah, so you're running a limited company usually, um, and that comes with all the various responsibilities that come with that. But these days, you can get accountants that do 90% of it for you. All you've got to do really is enter your expenses and stuff like that. So yeah, admin wise, it's just a case of keeping decent records sometimes you have to obviously issue invoices to the company you're working for they're not just going to pay you automatically like they would a perm member of staff but really it's yeah you just got to keep all your receipts and let the accountants sort it out or at least that's what I've done yeah so do you use like a an accountant like a person or like a service that you because I've been looking and then there's some like online stuff that you can get you know some basic accounting like services and stuff so what what do you use yeah so i use a company called any accounts and i've been with them since i started basically in 2013 mm-hmm. and it was pretty good because they help actually incorporate your company as well so set up the the limited company do all that stuff with company's house um and then you've got kind of an account manager you can ask any questions but otherwise you're just using the software to enter your expenses your invoices they'll handle your VAT returns do your year-end calculations stuff like that mm-hmm. well, that's pretty good that's a really good service so well more related to the work itself do you think that being a contractor has like helped you become a better UX designer or um, what kind of qualities do you think you can build or you know, kind of make strong by being a contractor? So I think as a contractor, you've got to have some belief in your previous experience. And the good thing about being a contractor is you get a lot of that experience in a lot more industries and companies than you would as a perm generally speaking because by the nature of it you're moving around every three to six months or or whatever it is you understand how different organizations tackle similar problems Um, you understand how to deal with different types of stakeholders and different business problems as well so a lot of that is experience that a perm would I think struggle to find sometimes if they've been at the same company for a long time. You're very embedded in the ways of working and how that particular company does something. And I think that can stifle your creativity and your ways of approaching stuff a little bit. Yeah, I can imagine. Because you have to, you know, you 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 go and see how different things work um, and learn new ways of working and can also like 
um, refer back to your experiences as well. So I guess you have more of a variety of, of different problems to solve as well. And do you then get to, because related to that, do you also get to pick the projects you want to work on? Or do you think the industry and the market right now is as good that you can actually pick and choose? Uh, yeah, it's pretty much okay at the moment. Sometimes you don't find out exactly what you're going to be working on until you start which can be a bit of a problem when you get a project that you weren't expecting to do. But that's what you need to do at the interview stage is be a lot clearer about exactly what it is they want you to be doing. Whereas a perm, it's more about how am I going to fit into the organization? Whereas a contractor, it's you're there for a specific project. So you want to get down into the nuts and bolts of understanding exactly what it is they want you to do whilst you're there. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But at the same time, don't you think that that kind of like being a contractor's, I don't know, this is just my assumption, um, is a bit of like a lonely job because you kind of go and quickly need to do something and you might, they might want you to do one particular thing and you don't necessarily have the time to build relationships and build a team, etc. You think it's more like just go and get on with your job and then go home kind of stuff uh it depends on your approach and the type of contractor so i normally do longer contracts so they normally last at least six months and i think that's plenty of time to get to know the organization and get to know people and do what you need to do some contractors they just prefer to do you know two three week gigs which is fine you're obviously not going to make lifelong friends or connections out of that potentially mm-hmm. But I think it's really important to know what you're there to do. This is what I'm here to achieve. This is how long I've got to achieve it. What do I need to prioritize and do to make that happen? Yeah. And do you then try and get to your contracts extended? Is that kind of the the strategy? You go for a particular period of time and you want them to get extended? Or do you prefer to like, okay, I've done this. Let's move on and try and find something else. Uh, It's never something that I actively try and do. I hope that if I've done a good enough job in that time that they will extend. Generally speaking, I found most gigs, they get you in for one thing. But once you start digging into the problem and unraveling it, there's a realization that actually the problem is a lot bigger and requires more time, more resource. So it generally does happen, at least in my experience, that there's more work to do after that initial period. But yeah, like I say, it's never something that I set out to do from day one. Like, how can I make this company extend me? So what? Are, so obviously everything you're saying about contracting sounds really positive. Um, other than, you know, sometimes you have to do more work than you expect. What are the downsides of being a contractor in your experience, if you have any? Uh, it depends on the sort of person you are, really. So some people like having that permanent collection of people that you see every day for years on end. Um, I guess some of the downsides can be that you're not there long enough to sort of elicit long term change in the organization. So you don't get to see things through. But I'd say that's probably true for a lot of perm employees as well. Some things take so long to have an effect that you just never see it before you change job. But yeah, other than that, I mean, it it depends on your personality. Some people don't like swapping around workplaces all the times. Um, we spoke in the previous episode about how that can be 
bit of a stressful time entering a new organization, figuring out who everyone is, all that sort of stuff. So if that's not something you like doing, it can be a bit of a stressful way of life. If you do get anxiety about having that steady income stream as well, although, as I've said, I don't believe it actually is that steady in reality, then again, that can be a bit of an issue. If you don't have an accountant, then it can be quite overwhelming the amount of stuff you've got to do so I definitely recommend that everyone does get one yeah I'd say they're the main downsides really what um do you make do you think you can make more money being a contractor than a perm yeah you usually can um the downside is that you're not getting paid for any holiday you take so if you take a holiday then you're losing your day rate and paying for the Mm -hmm. holiday at the same time don't obviously get any company benefits, stuff like that. So that's sort of the trade-off for getting paid on a daily basis higher than a perm would be. You sort of lose money in other aspects. So it depends how much holiday you take, how often you get sick. If you come down with a pretty bad illness for you know months on end, then you're obviously going to have been better off as a perm. Yeah, there's all these considerations. So overall, generally speaking, you get paid better, but there are trade-offs for that. Yeah. What do you do with pension? You are your own employer, essentially. So you can pay into a a self-invested personal pension, SIP, uh, Mm -hmm. for a UK-specific that. But basically, your company can pay into your pension up to a certain amount per year. Okay. But that's something you've got to sort out yourself. Yeah, you have to sort that out. Okay. Um, well, it sounds like being a contractor could work. Do you think there is um, there's any advice that you could give to people who are either looking for a job right now uh, or being in a permanent job um, to what make that transition to be a contractor successful? I think it's really just being in the right mindset. Like I say, it is a good way to get lots of experience from different places and different people a lot quicker than you would otherwise. So it's good generally for people who are maybe kind of midway, um, usually senior level. I'd say it's very difficult for a junior level person to get a contracting gig because companies just aren't after that. They're hiring in expertise. And if you're fresh off the boat, they're not going to go the contractor route for that usually. So Yeah, it is a difficult transition. You do basically have to quit your job a lot of the time and then look for work because companies Mm -hmm. aren't going to wait around three months for a contractor. They'll very rarely wait a month for a contractor. It's usually like two weeks or something like that. So it is a bit of a leap of faith. You need to have some emergency funds saved up to cushion you a little bit if it doesn't work out or you don't find something straight away. So yeah, they're the main things to consider really. I was inverted commas lucky that my company went bust so I had no notice period mm-hmm. um, but that I think that's the biggest kind of stressful thing for people is you have to quit first in order to become a contractor usually and that's quite mm. scary yeah it could be unless you save a little bit of money and just make sure you have enough to go without an income for a few months that's another potentially another way of doing it if you can um so you're not as stressed about not getting an income yeah and it's working out why you want to do it as well is it if it's just to get more cash then fine but usually it's 
better when you've got some other motivation for doing it, like in terms of getting that extra experience or improving yourself as a designer, being able to go into a completely new environment, able to add value pretty sort of straight off the bat. Um, So it can be quite a nice developmental thing to do as well, I think. Definitely. I mean, one of my motivations of potentially doing this is um, it's just being, and that's what I asked the question about being able to pick the right projects um because i mean for me at my stage in my career it would be super it would be good to work with you know certain areas or certain industries or certain type of projects um that i'm more passionate about and not just going back into an agency where you don't know where you're going to be placed um and you know working on stuff that you might not want to do which is a lot of a lot of time the case um so yeah so that would be my motivation of doing it might be a good one or the wrong one for being a contractor but yeah that's something that I'm I'm thinking about yeah one of the biggest pros for me actually is you don't have to get involved in company politics so if people are gossiping or you know worrying about some big thing that's happening at the company you just don't have to care generally you just concentrate on your project and do your work and that is a pretty nice load off your mind I think I think you don't realize when you're at work how much you get dragged into this stuff and who doesn't like who and who's off doing this thing that's controversial or whatever you Mm. just don't have to get invested in that and it means you can concentrate on just delivering good work yeah definitely I mean I I love working in teams and I love managing teams and like leading teams but I hate the admin of being a manager you know there's a lot of admin related to people's performance reviews and like um you know all this stuff and like uh feedback forms and like having conversations and blah 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 is really a lot so i would love to go and do the work um work in a team but not necessarily like having to deal with all that admin (laughs) that would be good um have Contractors, uh, sorry, not contractors. Sorry, have recruiters help you in that pro- in the process of of in contracting? Basically, are they useful or not? Because there's a lot of recruiters who specialize in contracting. Yeah, people have different experiences with them. I found some a bit useful when I first get started, but one of the beauties of contracting is your network just grows massively very quickly. Every you know six months, three months, whatever. You've got a whole new group of people that you are now connected with, that you've worked with. And I've been quite fortunate in the last few years. Normally, I can just say, I'm available. Has anyone got anything going? And that's been the way that I've got jobs. Some people do have luck with recruiters. Personally, I've had mixed results. Um, so yeah, it depends how early you are in your contracting career, how good your network is already, like how reliant you need to be on them. Okay. So they could be useful depending on you know, whether you need to build that network. If you haven't got that network, perhaps they can help you with the initial contracts. But then after that, it's all about how you know, isn't it? And obviously doing a good job. And yeah. And something that um that I think you do really well is building a brand around you. So you've got your um, you know, your blog, your website, you've got, you know, the podcast, you've got a few things that also, like, you know, they, they help as well building that brand, which I, I, I believe is really important. 
Yeah, um, I mean, a lot of that I didn't do specifically to build a brand as such. It's just stuff I wanted to do, really. But it's all good stuff that you can refer to in interviews and make yourself, I guess, a bit more interesting than someone that just does loads of jobs in a row all the time. Yeah. So they Google you and they say, wow, this guy knows a lot about the stuff, isn't it? <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know what they're Googling. If you Google me, then you get an <laughs> Olympic diver usually in his Speedos. <gasps> oh, wow. Is that you in his Yeah, give speedos? it a try. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Give it a try right now. I want you to live Google Christmas. Okay, see I'm what comes do up. it. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm going to see you in the Speedos, I think that would be a good thing. Oh, well, that's not you. <laughs> oh, my God. Look at the body of that boy. <laughs> so that's something for all the listeners to do at home, if you are at home. that was amazing that's a that's a great way of closing this interview <laughs> uh, thank you very much chris this was super insightful and i really enjoyed looking at your very sexy pictures on google <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Um, until next time then bye thank you bye Search and subscribe to Design Untangled using your favorite podcast app and leave us a review. Follow us on the web at designuntangled.co.uk or on Twitter at Design Untangled. Become a better designer with online mentoring at uxmentor.me.